A seemingly mundane event may actually provide a clue to what can happen when people leave one reality and enter the next one. And then we meet a young couple just trying to make their way through the world. While he works all day long, she stays at home and keeps things neat and tidy. But little does this housewife know she's about to be involved in a struggle over the soul of her husband. All because of one night, the night they watched a scary movie. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing. It's a race against the clock today. Uh, my neighbor is vacuuming, so I have to record this podcast in between the vacuum getting closer or farther from my microphone. Such is the life of a podcaster who doesn't have a studio, who just records everything in his home, but someone who's always a professional, whether or not a vacuum cleaner is nearby, flying into Dead Rabbit Command right now. Give it up for one of our legacy Patreon supporters. Get on your feet. Give a round of applause for Wob. Woohoo! Yeah, we <laughs> Wob's flying on in, flying on in, wearing a t-shirt saying no vacuum cleaners. He's like, what? Why do I have the shirt on all of a sudden? Well, you're on team. You're on team Dead Rabbit Radio. And for now, vacuum cleaners are forbidden. Wob, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the big, I am speaking very fast. I do have to slow down. It's not that close to me. Wob, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. I truly do. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. Wob, let's go ahead and get this story started. I'm going to toss you the... Do we have a parachute? I don't think we do. What would that be? A pink bunny parachute. Well, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. Drive us all the way out to Australia, mate. <laughs> nice leisurely drive underneath the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, most of us make it. Some of us don't. Some of you are just now fish food, but we get all the way to australia i'm actually it's funny as i'm as i went into that intro i did think about this thing i got this i just got it the other day i got an email from one of my patreon supporters who goes by the name gutter if you can't trust a man named gutter who can you trust he's been a longtime supporter of the show it's really interesting he sent me this link to something on the x board about aliens and basically, someone was really nice. Gutter, first off, was very nice to send this to me. This isn't the story I had planned, by the way. As we were driving underneath the ocean, it popped in my head. Um, Gutter sent this over to me. Thank you very much. From the X-Board. And, and a summary that's also someone posted on the X-Board. A summary of this bizarre conspiracy theory is that there is basically two oceans, the one we see and the one we don't see. And the one we don't see, it's like not like a metaphysical ocean. It's like deep underneath the ground, right? It's deep underneath. <laughs> Jason, did you just, first off, did you just wake up and now you're panicking because there's a vacuum cleaner coming? 
Secondly, how much research did you do into this? Well, it's funny because let me give you a, a quick overview and then I'll tell you why I'm a little hesitant to cover it in the first place. I find it very fascinating. So apparently the conspiracy theory is this. Underneath the Earth, so you, you have our ocean, and then there's an ocean beneath the Earth's surface, and in there there is another alien life form that looks like an octopus mixed with a human nervous system, but apparently no skin. They're just screaming, ah, every time they bump into a bubble or something like that, the exposed nerves. Ah, they're just screaming. That's, that is their language. Scream, screaming at the top of their lungs, or I don't know if they have lungs, they're underwater. But anyways, these creatures are what is responsible for the UFOs that we see. That these ships are not capable of leaving the planet. It's actually a terrestrial species that is within the oceans underneath the ground. And these guys kind of kind of fly around in UFOs. And the idea is that at some point um, they tried to make a peace treaty with us, but they, they aligned themselves with the Nazis, right? I mean, you talk about backing backing the wrong party in that one they joined the nazis the nazis it's funny to think the nazis were only around for like seven years so why any advanced intelligent alien species out of all the possible political parties i mean at that point communism had been around since like as a political party really since what the early 1900s it had been around for 30 to 40 years and the american republic had been around for like 100 and 100 years around that 150 uh, they backed the Nazis, and then the U.S. invented the nuclear bomb. And they're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know why we backed the Nazis. They did not build a nuclear bomb. And apparently Jimmy Carter nuked these octopus nerve-ending creatures. And then he feel, felt really bad about it, so he started building Habitats for Humanity. Because that's one way to... to <laughs> if you kill a bunch of octopi... Build houses on land. That'll show them. It's an interesting conspiracy theory. It just popped up. Oh, I should tell you that apparently after Carter dropped this nuke, the aliens, they were kind of making geopolitical moves. They signed up with a very short-lived um, political party that lost in the war. So not your best. <laughs> the other group was called the Allies, I must say. So you might want to join forces with the people called the Allies. And then you'll be an ally. Anyways... They lost. They signed up with the with the wrong side. We invented the nuke. We nuked them, and a treaty was put in place between us and the octopi aliens. And that treaty runs out in 2027. So there you go. Make your plans now if you do want to travel the seas, if you want to cosplay as a pirate, or I don't know, just get goods shipped from one part of the globe to the other via via a cargo ship you got to do it soon 2027 we're going to fight these aliens and and technically we call them aliens really they're on earth they're terrestrial they're just not human it's an advanced human intelligence interesting conspiracy theory jason why are you just breezing over it well i thought this was interesting too gutter sent this to me and I took a quick look at it. I just kind of skimmed it. And then today I was like, oh, yeah, I'll look a little bit more into that. The very first thing that this guy posts who created this thing, it was posted on the UFO subreddit. 
He says, quote, I'm not selling anything. I'm not monetizing this in any way, shape, or form. My lawyers will come after you if you try to use my information in any monetized videos on platforms such as Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. And I guarantee mine are better than yours. So don't play that game. My time is far too valuable to make this up, is what he says. But here's the thing. This is something I run into a lot. If it's true, facts cannot be copyrighted. The, the facts behind it, the actual text of it, can be. If you wrote the story of Joe DiMaggio, if you wrote that book, that book is copyrighted, but you can't copyright how many times he cheated on his wife or how many home runs he got or how many times he like rescued a cat from a tree. Anyone can, if their facts are facts, you can't copyright them. Thought it was really interesting. Just I've had I've covered stuff before, and people come after me on this show for a multitude of reasons, multitude of reasons. So you know, I don't think that this guy can. Ha- I mean, I didn't copy him. I was reading a summary of a summary, but inter- I just thought that was kind of an interesting footnote in the the conspiracy itself is just okay, and it's not groundbreaking. I've said on this podcast many many times. That I think aliens are either interdimensional or they're from here. I've made that comment multiple times. I said, I don't actually think... Or one of my theories is that aliens are not from another planet. If they were, they would be so immensely disgusting we couldn't even bear to look at them. I think they probably are from Earth. Now, whether they got trapped on Earth 100,000 years ago or they evolved alongside of us, I, that's why, that's a viable theory. I've heard about that since, you know, probably 20, 30 years. I've also said on this podcast that there's so much water on this planet unaccounted for that I am sure that under deep underneath the sea, you could have a water cave, right? Because it's not just a mountain down there. It's just like mountains here. There's caves and there's gullies and there's all sorts of inlets underwater. So you could go down and, and swim to the bottom of a mountain in the ocean. And there'll be a cave system in there. Of course, there's going to be a cave system in there. And in that cave system, there are going to be large pockets where the water, where there's no water. There's going to be large, empty caves, cave system, a cave system that's only accessible from the deepest parts of the ocean. And in that cave system, life will have evolved and it will be terrestrial life. It will not be fish. There will be, I don't know what in the world it could be. I said it would be gross if they were just these blind, slippery humanoids. They just slithered around in the darkness. They have no eyes. They just kind of ooze on top of each other. But if they had zero predators, if they were the alpha dominant species down there, they would be highly intelligent. They would be as intelligent as us. But they would know no world other than that pitch black cave. Even if they were intelligent as humans, even if they had a creative mind, anything like that, they could never, they would never be able to swim out of that cave and through, you know, tens of thousands of feet of water. They'd have no idea the sun existed. But they're still on Earth. They evolved on Earth. They live alongside us. We never know. These are all real basic things. I just thought it was interesting that. Gutter, thanks for sending over. I think it's an interesting conspiracy. It's not gra- really groundbreaking. The idea of UFOs coming from underneath the water, again, that's really, really old. That's a really old one. But I'll put it in the show notes if you want to take a closer look at it. Thought it was a fun story and also looking at kind of the, um, I don't want to say the business side of this, but yeah, people, you can't copyright facts. Like if that is, if this is, if you if you made this up, if it's fictional, 
then yes, you can copyright that. And it has to, that even is pretty specific. I can sit down and tell you the, I can give you a synopsis of Star Wars. That's not against the law. I can summarize Star Wars for you. A lot of people do that just in movie reviews and YouTube and stuff like that. If it's true, you can't copyright it at all. You can't copyright the the facts themselves. I don't know. Maybe I'm just rambling. I, I did think it was a, an interesting conspiracy theory, but I thought it was more interesting because of that warning on top. I just find it really odd, right? And And really, you should say, if your goal is disclosure, this is an old... What is the term? Canard? This, if, your term is, if your goal is disclosure, you should be willing to let the information go free. Like, obviously, my podcast is copyrighted. But what I'm talking about, because I believe that it is true, the actual stories that I talk about aren't copyrighted. They aren't. Solar Plexus, Clown Gliders, Memphis, Rap Sigils. I've seen other creators do other content on those full-length YouTube videos using my research that's awesome that's why i talk about that stuff so other people can add to it they give me credit which is great right most of the time they go i got this from jason carpenter that's the cool way to do it like i say i got this from an alien got this from the export but i want this that's why i put the show notes in i want this community to keep growing that's why i don't hide stuff behind paywalls and stuff like that but anyways i just thought it was interesting maybe you maybe you're more interested in getting to Australia, but I thought that was a, a a cool segue as we were driving under the ocean. I do believe that a lot of the aliens we see, I do believe they're already here. Whether or not they evolved alongside of us, whether they've been here for thousands of years, I don't really know if I believe in the ancient aliens thing, but just the amount of energy it would take to get from one side of the galaxy to the other, it's so immense. They're either slipping through dimensions or they've been here for a very long time. And those UFOs we see occasionally, they're just like puddle jumpers. Like we have planes that just go from one location to another. That's my theory. But anyways, we are in Australia right now. And specifically, if you're familiar with the area, I'm not. We're in Australia. We're headed to a place called the Hinterlands Rainforest. The Hinterlands Rainforest. It's a mountainous region. It's February 16th, 2023. We're about to meet these two girls. They're currently on holiday. It's what we call vacation in America. They call it holidays over and everywhere else for some weird reason. These two girls, college age girls, we're going to call them Samantha and Katie. I hear the vacuum cleaner coming. I got to hurry up. And as they're on vacation, they go out to the hinterlands, the hinterlands rainforest. Sounds like something from, like, Game of Thrones or some some other thing I've never read. Hinterlands, they're going out there. It's a mountainous region. They're going to get a cabin with two single beds. It's going to be awesome. But first, makeovers. These girls decide before they go out to the mountains that they got to look their best for any psycho serial killer stalking them through the bush. So Katie goes and she gets her nails done with this gel UV, this gel ultraviolet polish. And I, 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 I don't know what that is. Like, I had to do a little bit of research. I know some of you are like, wow. Wow, that must have cost a ton of money. Gel, not just the, not just the regular ultraviolet, but the gel ultraviolet. Apparently, it's a kind of a high pollutant thing. It's very bright it's a very very bright blue it looks great but it's really hard to get off 
It's really hard. Once you put it on, it's really hard to get off. And if you do it wrong, you can actually ruin the nail bed. Which is not a saw trap. It's your fingernail bed. <laughs> Jason, obviously, that was the dumbest joke you've ever told. I hope that guy does sue you. The nail bed, which I think is that little white thing at the bottom of your fingernail. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at your fingernail, there's that little white bottom thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just a normal thing. Maybe it is a saw trap. I'm not for sure. But anyways, she goes and she gets this gel UV blue polish done. And it's time for vacation. So they're out. They're having fun. Da-da-da-da-da-da. It's vacation in the hinterlands. da 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 Definitely that counts as an ad for this resort. Now I am getting sued. These girls are having a great time, but you know what? It's time to leave. They've been staying in this cabin with two beds. Now it's time to leave. Time to pack up. So they wake up the next morning, and they're packing up to leave. And that is when Katie notices something. Her nail polish is gone. Now, not... Like the bottle. She didn't have a bottle of it. I don't know actually if I explained this correctly in the beginning. She had her nails done. So her nails were polished with this gel UV. It wasn't like she had a little bottle of it. Her nails were completely done with this technique. They have this vacation. Now it's time to leave. And her nails are not done anymore. She's like, what in the world? She looks down, and she just has regular fingernails. They are not polished with this gel UV. They're not polished with anything. She has unpolished fingernails. And she shows Samantha. She goes, Samantha, what in the world? Look at... Samantha's like, oh my god, your nail polish is gone. This It's funny, because this actually might be the one of the hardest stories for me to have any sort of sympathy for. I didn't think about this. I wrote these notes up and I was like, wow, this is weird. But as I'm telling it, this is so alien. I probably am more in relation to an octopi human nervous system. I I mean, I get it. It's something that happened to you is gone, but I've never, I think I like, I've done my nails black before when I was like, like a gothic probably. Well, probably mostly I was doing it as a joke or to make fun of someone who was gothic. But like, I can't, I, it's super weird. It's actually kind of breaking my brain. If someone came up to me and said, Jason, look at my nails are normal because my nail, my nails are always normal. I would have a hard time conceptualizing it. Now, obviously, I've met people with nails, right? I've been on dates. I've seen women with their nails done up. It's not that. But I guess it wouldn't be that important to me. If someone came to me, if a woman came to me and was like, oh my God, remember that? amazing nail job I had done and I, I can't even talk about it in any sort of knowledgeable way. I don't even know the proper terms. Look, and I had my nails done and I was like, oh, those look great. And then the next day she's like, but it's gone now. I'd be like, did you? Okay, let's keep backing up. Let's keep doing this thing. But apparently this is huge. This is huge because Samantha, when she sees that Katie's nails are back to normal, Samantha like is like, oh, Oh my God, what happened to your nails? Because this nail polish is so rigid 
and so, like, hardcore, it can't just fall off. It just can't. It can't flake off in the middle of the night. They both remember, you know, seeing it the day before, bright blue nails, going to bed, waking up the next morning, she has regular nails. To me... That is not, not only is that not paranormal, it's quite boring. If it was happening to me, if I'm waking up and someone's like, oh, my nails are back to normal. I'd be like, why are you bugging me with this? But this is huge. This is actually quite huge. She's missing. So they actually stop what they're doing. They stop packing because this troubles Katie and Samantha so much. They need to solve this mystery because here's the thing. They begin to look all over the cabin for a single fleck of blue fingernail polish. Blue fingernail polish. They go there. It's impossible that these things just disappeared. If they did crumble off somehow, there has to be a fleck. It's like a junkie looking for that last piece. That last little crumb of heroin they're digging through their carpets. They're looking for a little blue flake to prove that this must have just fallen off. There must have been some sort of chemical reaction because they just can't disappear. They find nothing. There's nothing on the bed. There's nothing on the floor. There's nothing anywhere in the bathroom, whatever, to show that her fingernails used to be UV gel blue. But then one of them says, we took a lot of pictures. We took a lot of pictures this vacation. Let's take a look. They start going through the photos, and in every single photo where you can see Katie's hands, you can clearly see gel UV polish. Bright blue fingernails in every single photo, including pictures that were taken the night before. But now in the morning, the nail polish is gone. This was posted online by someone going by the name Slight Standard 1168. And she did respond to questions about this. She posted it in the High Strangeness subreddit. And people are asking her questions, and she was able to just. Get rid of a bunch off the bat. She goes, it wasn't a gas leak. wasn't bug spray. wasn't sunscreen. It was no chemical exposure that made the fingernail polish get removed. She was able to rule all of that out. She said, I can post, because people kept saying, post pictures, post pictures, post pictures. And she goes, I can post pictures, sure. But the pictures are just going to be me with fingernail polish. She goes, I don't really know if that'll help. Reddit's actually really hard to post pictures on. It's it, it's a bit of, you have to jump through some hoops. And Reddit's generally doesn't have the most internet savvy, or I should say computer savvy users. It's really hard for people to use it a lot of time. But she goes, I, I'll figure out how to post the pictures, but the pictures will just be me wearing the fingernail polish. It, it doesn't really prove anything because anyone can take those pictures. And, and that's fair. She does say this. I thought there was two interesting bits of information that were kind of revealed in the comments that wasn't in the main story. First off was that after they noticed the fingernail polish was missing and they began kind of looking around trying to figure that out. Oh, and I looking at this, I apologize. I made a mistake. This was posted by Samantha. Katie was not the one who posted this. 
because she was talking about I can post pictures of her hands. So, but Samantha and Katie, that that was the mistake that I made there. Samantha is the one that told the story, and she said, "Here's the thing. After we we noticed the fingernail polish was gone, and we started looking around for things, we were getting worried. We just had no idea what it could be. She goes, "I noticed that I had." A weird set or a couple of weird bruises. It was kind of a speckled bruise that made it look like I got hit by a hairbrush. She goes, I don't know if those two things are connected, honestly. You could argue that maybe the nail salon lied and didn't give her the UV gel, the very special kind. Uh, Samantha goes, Katie does go to a very high-end salon, and she's been going there for a long time. I don't think they ripped her up. What I thought was really weird, that not a lot of people were cluing in on though was that her fingernail polish was gone her fingernails had returned to a un returned to their natural state unpolished but her toenails that was done with the same uv gel the same color those were the same those were still coated in the uv gel so even if it was some sort of chemical you know, exposure to bug spray, gas leak, something like that. Why would the toenails stay the same? Why would they be the same? So, this is a story. <laughs> Let me wake you up. You're all, what, uh, what is Jason Dunn talking about? <laughs> Here's the thing. I find this fascinating. I typed, I've had it ready to go for a while. As I was talking about it, I go, this is a little bit out of even my comfort zone. Not because it scares me, but because I realize I'm talking about a subject I don't know anything about. <laughs> Long-time listeners of the show go, Jason, you do that all the time. Yeah, but usually I think I know what I'm talking about. This particular story, I go, well, I don't really know anything about fingernails. I do think it's interesting. What I think, what, and I kind of lean to it on the intro, is that there's some sort of weird alternate reality Mandela effect type of thing where in one universe she got her fingernails done and now we're in the non fingernaily universe where they weren't done but then what's even odder about and I forgot about this detail until I was going as I was doing this as I was telling it to you I forgot about this detail how does that explain the toenails how does that explain that her how does that explain their toenails are still done? The vacuum cleaner's right outside my door. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll come right back. Okay, the vacuum cleaner's gone. You guys are ever in Hood River. There's a pizza joint called Andrew's Pizza. Best chocolate chip cookies in town. It might sound counterintuitive, but homemade chocolate chip cookies every single day. While the vacuum was going on, I went and got a two-liter Diet Pepsi and a chocolate chip cookie for dinner. That's what I'm going to eat. But let's go ahead and finish this up here. Really, it's interesting because if we look at this as some sort of type of Mandela effect, why did it only affect half of her? If it was some sort of chemical agent, if it was something that she was exposed to, you imagine it also would have affected her feet. Or they would have found a flake. They would have found a remnant of some of this nail polish. But they found nothing, which is so odd. But it's also odd even as a Mandela effect story because it only affected half of her an alternate universe where she decided not to get her fingernails done, but she got her toes done instead. Is there another version of her out there who woke up one morning and looked down and her toenails weren't painted, but her fingernails were? 
It's like, Jason, it doesn't matter how many... You can throw some spooky music on right now. You always talk about whether or not stories are dead rabbit radio interesting. Here's the thing. I, I okay. I will say this. Two things. First off, when I read it, and when I reread it to type up my notes, I go, wow, pretty cool. And I do think it's pretty cool. I don't, I de- it's definitely not the way we're going to end this episode. Um, we are going to have to do another story. We don't have time to do the hereditary story. I knew the second I started talking about the octopus aliens living underground, I knew I wasn't going to be able to tell the hereditary story. That's the story about the, the couple who watched the movie Hereditary and it completely changes their life. It's a really cool story, but it's quite long. Not going to be able to fit it in here. But <laughs> I'm going to double down. I do think that the fingernail polish story is interesting. What the exact mechanism behind it is, I don't know. Why this happened, I don't know. I do believe it's unexplainable. I do believe something paranormal happened. It wasn't a chemical agent. It wasn't that she got a cheap job done. It's really weird. They have all this photograph evidence up to the night before when they wake up. Her fingernails are completely returned to normal. An odd story for sure. It's a little bit out of my wheelhouse because I can't empathize with it. I guess if I woke up and all the shoes I owned were missing, that's how I would equate it. But I don't know. I, I it, Fingernail Paul is so outside of my realm of expertise. I mean, apparently I'm an expert on goblins and cryptids and all this other stuff. That stuff I can empathize with, but a weird story nonetheless. I will say that I do think it's Dead Rabbit Radio interesting it's dead rabbit radio worthy but it's not worthy enough to end the episode on it's just a weird story. i think it's one of those episodes one of those stories where women who listen to it go maybe this is maybe this is stereotypical but they're like oh my god that happened and dudes are like <laughs> they're just kind of like well i guess it's weird maybe Wob, let's go ahead and touch the keys of the carpenter cop. We are leaving behind the hinterlands. I'm sure there are people in Australia. They're like, what? A story in the hinterlands? Oh, this is going to be so creepy. That region is full of legends. And you got the fingernail polish story. Anyways, Wob, let's touch the keys to the carpenter copter. Catch them in your fingernail polished fingers. We're leaving behind the hinterlands. Fly us all the way out to Austria. Austria is where we're at now. We're at a local elementary school in Austria. We're about to meet this 12-year-old boy. He didn't give his real name. We're going to call him Ben. And he is a student at this elementary school. What grade would you be in if you were 12? Probably like 6. Maybe it's one of those weird elementary schools that are like K through 6, which is bizarre. In America, it's K through 5, and then you go 6, 7, 8, middle school. But anyways, not everyone does it the real way, the correct way, the way it should be done, the American way. We're in this elementary school. Ben is currently in PE class, and the gym teacher blows his whistle. Blip, 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 blip. Get in line, kids, everyone, get in line. Oh, great. So Ben is walking, trudging, most likely, around with all the other kids to get into this line, they're walking over to this place called the Sports Hall. I'm assuming the gym, the gymnasium, is what us Americans call it. The real thing you call it, the real American word. He's in the Sports Hall, and Ben notices the girl standing in front of him as they're walking forward is Mary. Mary is a girl that Ben does not like very much. Not, not a fan of this young lady. And walking right next to Ben is another student named Tony, 
who's also not a fan of Mary. Apparently Mary has quite the reputation. I don't know if she's just like mean or if she's rude or what, but both Ben and Tony don't like her. And then, you know, not everyone is going to like you. That's a lesson I learned very early in life. But Ben really doesn't like Mary. But would he wish harm on her? It's hard to say. But as Ben is walking behind Mary, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a black arm with a white hand materializes out of thin air. Ben sees this black arm with his white hand appear and then slap the back and then slap the back of Mary's neck hard. Thwack! And Mary starts crying. You not only have the pain of the slap, but the shock, right? You're not expecting anything. All of a sudden, you feel this big thwack across the back of your neck. And the teacher comes over, Mary's sobbing. She's saying, somebody slapped me, somebody slapped me. Ben is standing right behind her, so it's obvious to her who slapped her. The teacher's walking up, and Ben's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I totally didn't do it. A, 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 black arm, a black arm with a white hand materialized out of nowhere and slapped Mary, but I didn't. And of course, the teacher doesn't believe him. Ben is going to get in trouble for hitting a student. Whether or not people like Mary is besides the point. You're not supposed to slap kids. You're not supposed to slap kids around whether you're a kid or an adult. You're not supposed to do it. Ben is going to get in trouble. The PE teacher is totally furious about this whole thing. Mary is sobbing. But then Tony turns to Ben and says, I saw the arm too. It's interesting that Ben said when this arm hit the back of Mary's neck, Ben's left hand felt the collision. He felt the slap of Mary's neck against the palm of his left hand. Even though he did not swing at her, even though he did not hit her, he felt the impact. As if he had truly slapped her. He did say that that was not the last time he had seen the black arm appear. But gave no other real follow up to that. He posted it online under the name The Scrooge. That was his username when he posted this. And it was very it's an interesting story because there's a couple different ways we can look at it. I think one is the most likely way, at least as far as paranormal goes we've covered a lot of phantom hands in our stories i'll put those episodes in the show notes it's been a weird thing that i didn't really know was a thing it's very common in mexico it's almost their version of the boogeyman we covered the hairy hands of dartmoor before as well i'm kind of just looking one more Glimpse over one of the other time I do see it one of the other times where he talked about the hand, the hand popping out. 
And he said he was once at a relative's house during some sort of family gathering, and he felt someone pat the back of his head, and when he turned around, there was nobody there. And he thinks that might have been another encounter with the hand, with the arm, at least, uh, when he was up in the mountains uh, during a wedding. Felt a hand patting my head. I felt safe for a split second. I turned around and no one was standing there. He says it happened six years ago. He posted this three years ago. So basically, we do have a bit of a timeline. 2014 is when this would have happened. 2014 is when this would have happened. Somewhere in Austria. But a fascinating story. You have to wonder if this was him manifesting the arm. Is it possible that he is actually bringing out this force? That he dislike he did dislike her so much that he wanted to hurt her. So he manifested this arm to come out of nowhere. Could it be when he was at that wedding, he was feeling very comfortable. It was just a nice place. He was surrounded by family. He's sitting outside. And in that moment, it wasn't that he needed the comfort. He basically generated that comfort, that patting on the back of the head. I do also want to say, though, too, I, like I said, I go through people's posting history. He did. He has posted in an ARG subreddit before, but other than that, and it was nothing about arms in the in the ARG subreddit. And then everything else has been a, a pretty normal post, not not a huge posting history. So I don't think it's an ARG, but I did want to bring that up because I often say I look through the users' comments to look for clues to see whether or not stuff could be made up. It's, a, it's an interesting story because what we have is psychic phenomenon, which really we don't cover a lot on this show. Because a lot of it is pretty, I had a dream that something bad was going to happen, something bad happened. Which, while those stories are interesting to the people involved in them, does it rise to the level of disappearing fingernail polish? A lot of those stories I see, I don't cover them because the narrative's necessarily not there. It doesn't mean they're not interesting. And I think that this you have a, a much more dynamic version of that. You have a man, a boy, manifesting his anger towards somebody. And this arm appears out of nowhere and slaps her. And you'd have to wonder what... It would be one thing if you had control over that power. But if it was just something that you could do, but you couldn't control when it happened, it would be something that could be very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. It's interesting because he saw it. This whole saga started around nine years ago. He's seen it twice. But what if he hadn't seen it? What if it hadn't manifested that early on? What if it wasn't just a slap across the young girl's neck? What if he was a young father? And his newborn baby wouldn't stop crying. What if he was in the middle of a huge fight with his wife? And he didn't just simply dislike her. She cheated on him. And as his eyes filled with both rage and tears, he can just imagine doing the worst to her. What if one day he's at a train station and there's a local busker who's always out there with his guitar, singing songs off-key. He's there every single morning, and it's just so annoying. But this particular day, Ben has had enough. What if he hadn't seen the arm before? 
what if these are the first times it would manifest? A disembodied arm reaching out of the void to permanently stifle the screams of a child. A white hand wrapped around his wife's neck, slowly squeezing it until she can no longer scream. Or a simple shove from behind, pushing the local musician onto the train tracks, just in time to be cut down by the oncoming train. This is a dangerous power to have. It's an even more dangerous power to not be able to control. If a simple feeling of not liking a girl can cause this arm to manifest and strike her on the back of the neck, what is in store for the people in Ben's life who truly make him angry? And if one of these events or any other number of events happens where this arm is the one that feeds off of Ben's feelings and kills somebody, who will be blamed? There's not a police officer, a judge, or a jury in the world who will believe Ben when he proclaims, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It was the arm. The arm that appeared from nowhere. You have to wonder what's more dangerous. To make Ben mad. Or to be Ben himself. Because at any moment, he may become accused of a crime he truly didn't commit. But nobody will believe him. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.